Hello, and welcome to Not a Couple, a Will and Grace podcast. I'm Tess. I'm Matthew. And this week we are talking about Season 5, Episode 4, Humongous Growth. It's a huge growth. Humongous. Yeah. Admittedly, what are they referring to I don't know. I have literally no idea. Maybe one of the characters mentions having a growth in like a passing moment. It's certainly not character growth. No. All right. Let's just read the episode description and move on with our lives. Humongous. Please stop. Is that your Trump voice? Maybe. Stop it. Anyways, while Will and Grace are feuding, Jack and Karen hatch a wobbly plan to patch up their differences about not co-parenting a baby by tricking each one into attending the same child's birthday party. I would describe the plan as very wobbly, yes. Wobbly, yes. Wobbly is definitely a good word for it. Uh, yeah, this is definitely a very wobbly plot. Yes. Or plan, or however you want to call it. Yeah, I mean, okay, so we have this cold open, mm-hmm. which is just... Jack and Karen trying to figure out how to get Will and Grace back together. Yeah. And it is hilariously bad. It's so bad. Like, the two of them just keep missing the most obvious answer. Well, it's kind of a a theme for the episode, which is that Jack and Karen are kind of, like we said last week, we're very much at their best. And this week, they're definitely at their best again because they're so stupid. Yes. Like... The episode opens with them going back and forth for five minutes, trying to think of a plan to get Will and Grace to get back together. Yes. And, like, literally, like, hitting themselves while they're thinking with a children's birthday party that both Will and Grace are attending. Yes. So, yes. Like... It's just... Okay. So, basically, we have the premise being that they need to get them in the same room. And so... So, Jack is like, hmm, Will really likes to be tall. Where could we take him where everyone was shorter than he is? Then Karen's like, Grace likes places where she can have cake. Where could we take her that had cake? And then they're like, where could we go where Will is tall and Grace can eat cake while they're hitting each other in the face with this this children's children's birthday birthday card. card. And I think the best part is that like, at the very end of the cold open, you think they've got it. Yes. And they are actually both just thinking about getting hit with Spider-Man's webs at the same time. Yes. Literally, like, it's just like, Care, are you thinking what I'm thinking? And he and she's like, I don't know. And then he's like, what would we like to get hit with Spider-Man's webs? Which sounded very erotic the way uh, Sean Hayes delivered that line. Okay, yeah. If Spi- Okay, talking about Spider-Man spraying his webs on you is erotic in every it's situation. It's extremely erotic. Especially, like, and honest to God, any of the Spider-Men that have happened in, like, the last decade, I'm fine with it. <laughs> Hit me, Spider-Men. Oh, my God. Please stop. Actually, no. More than the last decade. Like, the last two decades. Oh, please don't remind me we've had Spider-Man movies for the last two decades. I just mean Tobey Maguire was pretty pretty hot back in the day. Tobey Maguire looked like he was shooting webs out of his body. Like, he looked like the kind of person who would actually have webs in his body that he could shoot out of his wrists. I mean, that was actually the plot of the original Spider-Man movie. Yeah, but like in real life, like the actor, Tobey Maguire, still looks like that. Maybe that's why they cast him, because Ah. he could shoot webs out of his wrists. Clever. Yep. But I think Jack and Karen kind of fill this role through the whole episode. Like, their plot is wobbly, not because it's a bad plot. It's actually, for them, a rather good plot. Yeah. It's wobbly because they have no follow-through at all. Yeah, they, they literally do not plan past getting Will and Grace in the same room together. And then there's like, well... See you later. We're going to get our face painted. Like, literally, they both walk into the birthday party, and Karen's like, yay, they're in love again! <laughs> and that, that's it. That's it. That's the end. That's the end of their work on the that's plot. That's the end of their plan. That's that's the whole plan. Yeah. Was to get them in the same spot. <laughs> I just, 
and I really liked that, and I enjoyed getting to see Jack and Karen use so well as plot motivators who are bad at motivating the plot, if that yes. makes sense. Yes, I love it when Ka- Jack and Karen kind of push the plot forward mm-hmm. completely by accident, basically. The other thing I really liked this episode, I thought that this was a really great use of Joe and Larry. Yes. Who are rapidly becoming some of my favorite tertiary characters because their characterization is getting so much better. <laughs> like, every time we see them now, they are more fully realized. Like, you have a sense yes. that they're real people, whereas before they were kind of just like Will and Grace's gay friends. Yeah. But now we see them more as parents. Like, mm-hmm. we have this really great running bit because Will and Grace are both being kind of over-the-top weird this episode. Right. Trying to convince Joe and Larry each that, you know, they are the good friend and they should keep right. them after the breakup. Right, after the breakup, they're only going to stay with one of Will or Grace. And yeah. frankly, they're not. They're going to they're gonna get neither. Yeah. And my favorite thing is that both Joe and Larry, despite their very different personalities, assume that they are on weed. They're just yes. assuming they're super baked. And yes. so Joe's reaction is, could you not do drugs in front of the children? And Larry's like, I really can't smoke anymore. We're at the kid's birthday party. Okay, well, maybe just like a couple <laughs> hits. Like, he's like, okay, I've, I've caved. I'll do, I'll, I'll do some drugs. Well, that's the only thing that's really nice is I feel like Joe and Larry didn't have different personalities in their first introduction. Yes. And like, ideally for me, the timeline was like one or two episodes with Joe and Larry in them. Joe and Larry get introduced in like one or two episodes of the original show. Then the revival comes on, and there's an episode where Larry is in love with Will, mm-hmm. and then, like, several episodes of Joe and Larry in the past again. Right. So, like, for me, my understanding of their characterization is, like, really out of order. Right. I also consistently forget who Joe is. Yes, I don't remember Joe at all. Like, ever. every time if they show Joe without Larry, I'm like, wait, who who is he? Joe is the one who's like Will, and Larry's the one that's like Grace. Yes. And so we also get this kind of hilarious tidbit when Will and Grace are telling Jack and Karen separately um, how they're definitely going to be the ones that Joe and Larry pick. And right. so Will is like, well, obviously they're going to pick me. And even if they didn't, I have this in the in the bag because Joe slipped up when he was drunk once and told me about his online chat buddy. And then we have Grace come back and be like, yeah, and I have this in the bag anyways because one time Larry got drunk and told me about his online chat buddy. I have two follows for that. One, it's extremely nuts for them to have, quote, internet chat buddies. Right. Not like... Tumblr friends or like online, you know what I mean? Like it's yeah, a very, it's like a chat room friend. It's a very time specific thing. And number two, they're clearly in the pina colada song. Yeah, if you like pina coladas, like there's no in episode confirmation, but like it, they're clearly chatting they're with so each other. So clearly chatting with each other. Like if you like making love at midnight, <laughs> like that's them. Well, and like in the revival episode, like we get the characterization of Larry is like. Thinking that he's not in love with Joe, but kind of in love with Joe. Right. Because he thinks he's in love with Will, but Will is just Joe. So Will, like, Will is Joe if, if... If Will didn't have commitment issues? Oh, burn. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, but basically, yeah. But yeah. So, yeah, we get some lovely Joe and Larry, and they are, honest to God, just trying so hard to throw a nice birthday party for their daughter, Hannah. Even though they kind of hate each other? Yes. But instead, it becomes the Will and Grace show, <laughs> as everything on this show as does, does. Everything. Yes. I actually, the other thing I liked about the characterization this week is I feel like we kind of mentioned that like Joe is kind of like Will and Larry is kind of like Grace. I feel like in the backdrop of this whole like co-parenting disaster with Will and Grace, they've kind of really taken on without the episode making it really obvious this like future Will and Grace where they have a kid together. Right. You kind of can see the through line of like Joe and Larry are what Will and Grace would become. Yes. 
and they're they're kind of bitter with each other. Like they still like love there, but it's tinged with resentment. Yes, they both just kind of seem to love each other while they hate each other. Yes, and they're clearly just kind of like staying together for the kid. Right, and, and they're content to know that the other person is stepping out of the marriage. Right, they don't. They just and they're just so snippy and snappish with each other and And they really don't spend much time together in the episode either right which i think probably says a lot about their relationship Mm -hmm. and that also their values are so different like we see joe be like don't smoke around the children and larry Mm -hmm. being like i guess i could get high because i can't deal with everything they're like a perfect example of the problem with will and grace having kids which is that will and grace don't a hundred percent have the same values and they wouldn't have the same values raising a kid especially like, they're much closer in alignment with each other. I don't think when they started raising a kid that they'd have the same connection. Right, yeah. And I think that that's very true, is that their values are similar, mm-hmm. but they are not identical. Right. And so that would probably have caused a lot of tension co-parenting, mm-hmm. and it seems to be causing a lot of tension with Joe and Larry co-parenting. Yes. And you get the sense that, like, their kid is fine and, like, loved and emotionally supported, but neither the other two is emotionally supporting the other. Like, right. the only person who's getting emotional support is the kid. Mm-hmm. Unless you're counting their internet boyfriends. Who are each other. Who are each other. So. I'm getting caught in the rain. And, like, obviously, like, in a real-life scenario, Will and Grace would be fine because they would be fine with stepping out on their marriage. Right, because their but marriage like, is an open one to begin with. Right, but the show seems to forget that sometimes and keeps treating it like... They have to stop seeing people while right. they're raising a kid. Yeah. And which is the premise that I've never fully understood. Yeah, that's something that I think is very interesting, is that the show never really even addresses that as the the tension kind of resolves. Right. They don't address that, like, they're not actually a couple. They are not a couple. They are not a couple. But, like, that's the thing is that, like, this whole... I think that's been my biggest problem with the whole co-parenting plotline, is that they're trying to raise this parent, or this... Oh, my God. They're trying to raise this child that doesn't exist and will never exist now uh-huh. as if they are a heterosexual married couple. Yes. But they're not. Yes. They're The closest analog would be a heterosexual divorced couple. Right. Which means that, like, there really should be times when, like, one parent is focusing on the kid and the other one is, like, going out and having a break. Right. Absolutely. And I think that that is something that it really the show itself doesn't address. So we should yeah. address it here. It's almost like because it has such a heteronormative mindset, because Will and Grace is such a heteronormative show despite everything, mm-hmm. it's like refusing to believe that there's any parental arrangement other than like sometimes the mommy and the daddy put their things together and then a baby comes out right. and then they're together forever. Right, and like even thinking back to when they're considering conceiving the child when they couldn't do the insemination, they they genuinely consider having sex, which does not make sense. Yeah. They don't have sexual feelings towards each other. So that's, like, I can understand Will's frustration with Grace wanting to go out on dates while they're trying to get pregnant. Right. That makes total sense. But, but I can also understand Grace's frustration with being told, you have to stop dating now. You're right. having this baby with me. Because that's essentially what happens is Will basically decides for them that uh-huh. they're not going to be dating. Yep. And that's, that's not a decision that Grace really got a say in. Yes. And I think... The frustrating thing about this plot line is that the show has made the hard decision that Will and Grace are not going to have a kid together. Right. And I don't actually feel like that's the only conclusion you could take from this. I absolutely agree. I think that um, something that my therapist said to me that actually kind of made me think mm. of this is that, so we were talking about how like I'm a queer person mm-hmm. and I am bisexual. And right. so I have found myself sort of treating my relationships with men as if they are following a more heterosexual model. And my therapist right. is like, you are queer regardless of the gender of your partner and your relationships are queer as a result. Mm -hmm. You can bring 
those those different rules, those different set of expectations. Mm-hmm. You can make your own rules because yep. you don't have to follow these. And I think that's something that Will and Grace really kind of miss. They totally could have found a way to have a baby together, but not under the constraints that they were operating under. Mm-hmm. They made it so that they had to operate under this sort of hetero patriarchal paradigm. Right. And if they hadn't, they may have successfully co-parented a child together. Well, and if nothing else, they have two really close friends in their lives who both have experience raising children. Yes. I mean, weird experience raising children. Don't get me wrong. Some might say not good experience raising children, but But yeah. Karen has had her stepkids for a decade or more. Who knows how old she is. Right. And Jack has been not really co-parenting, but kind of like adjacent parenting Elliot for a couple years now. He has been involved as Elliot's father in Elliot's life for a few years. I mean, Jack lives across the hall. Right. Like, the idea that these two would be raising these kids alone is not realistic. Yeah. In a realistic scenario, they would still be dating. So then you're introducing other partners into the mix. I mean, this kid could end up being raised by six people. Right. And they're acting like Will and Grace have to lock it down and no one will help them and they're going to form this little heterosexual bond over this kid who's going to need so much therapy. Right, exactly. Like, I vaguely remember in the early episodes where they're discussing the potential of getting pregnant, mm-hmm. it seems like they are saying, like, they wouldn't date until the kid was 18 and out of the house. Yeah. And it's like, no, that's just not feasible. Like, are, are, Right. Especially because we know Will and Grace, as people, have emotional and sexual needs. And, like, you could just tell that neither of them is actually prepared to give that up for 18-plus yes. years. Yes. And so the fact that they just decided that that's how that was going to work is a consistent frustration for me. Right. And it's still a frustration for me now, even though they kind of resolve the fight in this episode. Well, and that's probably a good segue into the actual resolution of the fight, which is similarly not interested in the emotional tenor of their original argument. Right. It has a lot more to do with, like, the practicalities of right. things. Like, they they apologize for what they said and what they did, but for Will, what it comes down to is he says that he was frustrated because he needs Grace more than Grace needs him. And I was actually really moved by that. I thought that was kind of a really interesting and impressive way for the show to, like, not equate them as equal beings with equal needs. Right. And then he said, I physically can't make a baby. You could make a baby tomorrow with any guy who had sex with you. Right. And I was like, oh, I understand now. You are literally talking about biologically you physically need a womb. Right. And that's the thing that I found frustrating is I do genuinely think some of the tension is because emotionally, Will needs Grace more than Grace needs Will. Like he says, she's a straight person. Mm -hmm. She can find a partner with a lot more ease than he Mm -hmm. can. And I think that that would have been a much more interesting conversation and much more emotionally fulfilling piece of narrative if we had left it at, I need you more than you need me. Well, and it feels new and fresh. Right. And instead, they just completely undercut it by Mm -hmm. being like, physically, I don't have a womb. I have to hire a surrogate. And it's just like, oh, cry me a river, you white white straight guy who has a lot of money. And like, the thing is that the show usually portrays Grace as being the one who's a complete disaster. Right. We've talked about this at length, how in episodes where like, it seems like the plot should be evenly handled where both Will and Grace are freaking out. Right. Grace always ends up with the short end of the straw. She's always portrayed like the irrational one, right. the flighty one. Yeah. And, and really, in the last four full seasons and the last couple episodes, Grace is kind of the one who has her priorities in the right order. Right. Grace is the one who put, who pumps the brakes on the baby thing mm-hmm. saying, hey, I found this person and I don't want to commit to a lifetime long decision right. until I know for sure that I'm in it. And that's a very logical and rational thing to do. 
And instead of playing her as if she is the rational one for a change, the show still tries to find ways in which Will remains the rational one. Right. Well, and, like, because of the show not giving Will any actual romantic interests, Mm -hmm. like, sure, short-term, Grace's romantic plot lines make her look like an idiot. But, like, long-term, she's looking for what she wants. Will isn't. Will is in that relationship, and he feels safe and comfortable in it, and isn't looking for what he actually wants. He needs Grace more than Grace needs him. Right. Like, here's my idea. Let's go back to that therapy episode where they're talking about having a baby. And let's have that therapist literally say anything. Well, okay. Any words. But perhaps maybe suggest, you know, Will, have you considered the reason you want to have a baby with Grace is because you feel as if you want to have a family and you've given up on the idea of having a partner. Mm -hmm. Because that seems to be sort of the crux of his frustration there is that he's 35 right and he doesn't have a partner yet and so he's just determined that he will never have one right well it's it's so interesting that he doesn't he doesn't think of any other options like yeah he wants the family he doesn't want the baby right the baby is just what comes with the family in his brain right and that's the thing that i think the show is pretty telling i don't want to give too many spoilers but you and i both know that will does not on his own adopt a baby yes So, the fact is that you're right. He wants a family. Yes. He does not necessarily want to be a father in and of itself. Yes. And so, because if that was the case, he is a wealthy guy. Mm -hmm. He could find a way to adopt a baby. And I don't think that he's necessarily wrong to not want that. I think Will is too emotionally needy and too lonely to be a good caregiver by himself to a kid. I think that's totally legit. I think if he adopted a kid by himself, that kid would be, like, the symbol of how alone he was. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I, I don't think it's a bad choice for him not to have no. a kid, but it feels strange for the narrative that that's not being addressed. Well, it also just sort of feels strange that Will isn't self-aware enough to realize that's actually what he wants. Right. What he wants is a family, and he was willing to make one with Grace. Right. But what he really wants is one with a partner. Well, and, and that's just it, is that when Grace says no... He doesn't ask Karen to have a baby. Right. He doesn't say, Jack, do you want to adopt a baby together? You know right. what I mean? Like, he, he doesn't want the kid. He wants the partner. And the closest thing he's ever gotten to a partner is Grace. Yes. Which and, is cute. But, but yeah. But, but she's not, not his romantic partner. Right. And they are not going to be life partners in the same way that a romantic partner could be. Right. And so it almost seems, like not like it's actually sinister, but it seems a bit sinister. Like, at least in the last episode we mm-hmm. saw where he kind of puts the ultimatum on her. Yes. That he's sort of trying to lock Grace down for at least 18 years. And I think that's the thing is that in his mind, because he wants this, this single partner, he wants the monogamy... I think he's basically saying, like, I wouldn't feel comfortable with us having romantic partners because we've locked us, ourselves down. And that's... That just doesn't make sense. That doesn't... Mm-hmm. That's not a good relationship to continue to have. The reason right. the relationship works is because it's not that exclusive partnership. Right. But... Yeah. Anyway, it was a really good episode. Oh, yeah. It's a great episode and everybody's friends again. I strongly and... recommend it. Yeah. I think it's actually... This episode is kind of presented as a two-parter, and I kind of liked it by itself. Yeah, I feel like last week's episode ends on a to-be-continued, but I definitely feel like taking the week in between uh-huh. to sort of, like, digest that well, fight. I, I think this episode would work fine as a standalone. Like, all you need to know is that Will and Grace are in a fight. And I mean, like, literally this episode works well as a standalone because they recap the fight in the episode recap. Yeah. And it's the entire fight, because as we said last week, it feels like a long fight, but it's only a couple of minutes. And that opening scene with Jack and Karen does a good job of establishing some of the other beats, too. Right. Like, I don't think you'd see the previously on in syndication, but I think you still have a good sense of, like, oh, Will and Grace are fighting. Oh, it's because they want to have a baby together, and Grace doesn't want to. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
But yeah, I think of this episode, it worked really well. It was a very good episode. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's all we have this week. Yeah, I think that's it. Uh, Matthew, do you want to tell people where they can talk to us about very good episodes like this one? Absolutely. The best place for you to find us is on our Twitter feed. We are at Not A Couple Show on Twitter. You could also send us an email at notacouplepodcast at gmail.com. We'll check on that and see if you left us any messages. Um, you can also find us on a couple other places on the internet. We're on Facebook. We're also posting on Tumblr. And our shows are posted on iTunes and Podbean. Yep. Well, thank you all so much for listening, and yeah, we'll have more Will and Grace for you next week. Yeah, thank you so much, you guys. All right, I'm Tess. I'm Matthew. And this has been Not a Couple. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This week's episode of Not a Couple was recorded in front of a live studio audience of one cat. Meow. Hello, Eliza. This week's episode was brought to you by Erotic Spider-Man Films. Have you ever thought about Spider-Man spraying his webs on you? Erotic Spider-Man Films.